Life Audio. All right, you guys, welcome to How to Study the Bible. We're so excited that you're here. You guys, I have a guest today on the show, and I am really looking forward to getting to open the word together with you guys. So my guest today is Kelly Ballery. She is an author. She's a Bible study teacher. And we are just so happy to have her on the show. She's going to talk a little bit about her new book, but we're also going to read a passage of scripture together that I know is going to encourage and bless you guys today. So Kelly, welcome to the show. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Nicole, thank you for having me here today. I have to say, I love your approachability. Like every time that I'm with you, I just feel like I'm with a sister that I know and love. So thank you for who you are. And it's a delight to be here with you today. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. And I really like I love that we get to do this. And this this show, my listeners know, has been such a blessing because in a lot of ways, it's a discipline. It's just saying like, you know, what? at the end of the day, we can open God's word. You don't need a Bible degree. It's great. You know, I love to bring some of that um, knowledge to the show, but really we can sit in God's word together and just discover through the Spirit of God, what He has for us. And I know that that's your approach as well. Can you tell us a little bit? You just have a new book coming out that just released. It's called Every Thought Captive. By the time the show comes out, it will be available to purchase. And I just would love for you to tell us the story of why this book, what what's, what's going on in your life, and what are you hoping that it will do for your readers? Nicole, I think I thought I knew a whole lot about God, right? Like, there's this inclination. It's like before Jesus were like, I need you. I need a savior. And you, that's why you accept Christ because you know you need help. And then 
for me, I became a Christian. I started reading God's word. I started getting all this good Bible information inside of me. And it was like, I'm good now. I'm strong. I know all this stuff. I've memorized things. I I go to church. I'm doing service. And so there started to get to be this self-righteousness that came inside me. And I wasn't even aware of it, Nicole. I wasn't even aware. I went to a church with my husband and my family. And when I was there, I started to critique the pastor. Like, in my mind, I was like, oh, this message is, you know, this and that. And, oh, you know, and I started to get very critical. And I even started to judge people around me in the church. Then I started to get annoyed and moody with my family. And after that day, I had to step back and say, oh, my goodness, like, am I a Jesus lover, like a friend of sinners? You know, am I am I pursuing the number one calling of God to love God with all my heart, soul, mind and strength and love my neighbor as myself? Or am I like a Pharisee where I'm looking pretty good outwardly and doing all this stuff, but inside, inside my mind, I'm actually not living out God's word. I'm actually somewhat of a fake. I'm actually having habits that are not aligning with scripture. And I guess it was like a come to Jesus, fear the Lord moment. Like I'm projecting one thing on the outside, but on the inside, when I look at my heart, Nicole, I'm different. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I need a lot of help. And so my wall started to fall and I'm like, Jesus, I need to take thoughts captive. I need a rewire on the inside of my heart and my mind and my soul because I'm faking some stuff. It's really interesting too that you talked about that because Kelly, we talk all the time on this podcast about we are not seeking Bible knowledge for the sake of knowledge. We're seeking knowledge for the sake of transformation. And if it's not transforming you, then it's it's worthless. And that's a hard lesson. But I think the goodness and the grace of God is that he does bring us to those places and then redeems what we've learned. So you here are like sitting in this comfortable space of I kind of know the Bible. And I think this happens to a lot of Christians who've been around church for a long time. We kind of get the Bible gets stale and, and it, it just we're like, I already know it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to read it again. And yet. Are we actually experiencing and knowing God in the sense of the way that he wants us to know know him? And I know you wrote a chapter about that concept of knowing God. And I just would love for you to share a little bit about how moving from knowledge of God, you know, Bible knowledge to knowing God, like what, yeah. what happened in you as that was taking place? Yes, Nicole. So it's actually interesting. Just to go by way of story for a second, my daughter, yeah. you know, I'll put on, she's nine and my son's 11. I'll put on a Bible story. I'm like, okay, you guys, you got to see this story. Or you got to read it in the Bible. And my daughter's response will be to me, mommy, I already know that story. And I'm thinking, uh-huh. okay, you know the story, but do you know the story? Like, you know the story in your mind, but do you really know that story in your heart? Are you living it? Are you breathing it? Are you a walking testimony of it? Are you a talking revelation of it, right? And so I think, Nicole, the real movement for me has been in this deep knowing. And there's a Greek word in in the word, which means gnosko knowing, okay? And this is where you receive or you perceive 
from personal experience knowing. And it's where it isn't just a knowing in the mind, but it's had that 18 inch conversion from head to heart. And it's like, no, I know that I know that I know. It's where God's word goes from being like, okay, I read his word in the morning. And then by mid afternoon, I'm operating in annoyance at everyone. I'm backlashing at my family. I am in stress, anxiety, worry to like, I know that God has given me his word and he's faithful to his word because it's like a handshake deal. It's like you have a word and it's like his word is the word. And so this gnosko knowing, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about a verse that really pulls this out in a second here, but that gnosko knowing is literally where the verse be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's where to know is where our whole mind is rewired and literally it refires in new ways so that we walk in love, by love, through love because of Jesus. And then the fruits of the spirit become alive in us. Yes. So good. And I love how you, you know, really take on recognizing lies in our lives and replacing them with the truth of God in this, in this book. So we obviously don't have time to get into all of those pieces. They're all in the book. You guys can go find them there. Such a good resource. But I would love for us to do a little Bible study together since that's what we do here in How to Say the Bible. So I want us to go to Ephesians 3. I know you talk about it in the book. One of my favorite passages, I think it would just be really, really wonderful for us to discover together. So I'm going to read Ephesians 3, 16 through 18, and then let's just work through our four questions in the Alive Method together. So this is Ephesians 3, 16, everyone. I pray that out of his glorious riches... He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Whoa, that is a huge passage. There's so much to discover in just these three verses. So first of all, like, let's just observe it together. And obviously, you've spent a lot of time in this passage. I've spent a lot of time in this passage. It can be easy to like run through it really fast, which we talk about on this podcast all the time. So let's slow the like slow the script down. And I would love for you to just share what words, phrases like really stand out to you when you hear this passage. First, Nicole, I just want to mention that one of the greatest life transformational things that we can do is to pray this passage. Like, I'm, I'm going to start to cry because the reality is it's all by God's love that we even love. We love because he first loved us. And so one of the most desperate cries of our heart is to literally pray these things over ourselves and say, God, grant me out of the rich treasury of your glory. Strengthen me in my inner man, you know, and just to go through this and to pray that love. And I just really felt like that was the first thing to just say, because I think we're the reality is, aren't we all just so in need of love? I know I am. Like, I just need to know that I'm loved by a good father and I need to be reminded of Jesus's grace and the Holy Spirit's power to reveal his love. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. That's what I love is it's like, you don't have to fully understand this passage. You can actually just, you can pray it aloud over yourself over and over again every day. And as you do, the spirit of God will reveal 
different pieces of it. And I love that for you, this first observation is just the emotional power and promise of God is yeah. is the first thing. Like when when we say, what does it say for you, Kelly, today? What it's saying is it's the first thing. Like the first thing that stood out to me today was the idea of together with the Lord's people, uh-huh. like that little that little extra piece in there. So we've got this like powerful individual prayer. And then Paul throws in, oh, by the way, together with the Lord's people. And what a reminder like that immediately that stood out to me like, oh, there's there's also power in being in it with others. Like that's just like my little like my note in my journal would be like there's power also in being in it with others. What else stands out to you today? I love how so I have the amplified classic version uh which says that we would be that he would grant us out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the holy spirit himself indwelling in your innermost being and personality. I mean can we, I mean, the Holy Spirit first is going to come and strengthen us with power in our innermost being. I don't know about you, Nicole, and, and listeners, but I tend to go sometimes into work it mode where I'm like, I need to go and do it. I need to find God's love. I need to make it happen. I need to get what I need. I need to, sometimes I feel like I need to earn God's love. And so, but this is it. Listen, Holy Spirit is doing it. It makes me think about Holy Spirit groaning for us and Jesus interceding for us. We think we have to do all this stuff. And part of it is just saying by faith, because it said, may Christ through your faith actually dwell. So our faith is to say, oh, wow. Okay, Jesus. Wow. By the Holy Spirit, you are dwelling in me by your spirit through faith. Jesus, you really do love me. You really do want me to experience this love. You really do. You really are dwelling in me. You really do love. And just sitting in that place of the dwelling in his love is the saturating of the reality of Christ, not only who works for us, but the power of him alive in us. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Yeah, it works in us. So we're, we're really, you know, in some ways it's a systemic reception. Like we're taking it in. And I think a lot of times we, we do get to work out our faith, but I think a lot of us are trying to work it in. We're working it in. And it's like, no, it's not working it in. It's taking it in because something's happening on the inside there. Okay. Let's move to 
What's the backstory? And whenever we talk about what's the backstory on how to study the Bible, we're just asking the question, what's happening around this passage? What might we know to make sure that we're rightly interpreting this passage according to the times in which it was written? And so just some basic things about the book of Ephesians. We know that the book of Ephesians is about the spiritual realm, like Paul is really in, in sort of introducing us to the idea and the concept of how God works in us and how the enemy works against us, right? We know that happens in Ephesians. We know that this is a time in the early church where people were were facing suffering and persecution, that it was difficult to live out your faith. It wasn't like a, a world where it was easy to be a Christian. And the other thing that we know is that because of that, we can really connect to this in our own time. Like if you are facing what feels like trouble or suffering or oppression or persecution, if you are facing sort of this sense of why do I not do what I think I should do? Well, you have a friend here in this letter because it's all about how we actually live out our faith. Anyone, you, Anything you want to add on the backstory side of the book of Ephesians for our listeners? Yes, I just love how if you continue on to verse 19, it talks about then after you walk through this love, after you receive the love by faith and you experience the length, depths, widths, and heights, that the fullness, that you will be filled with the fullness of God himself the the measure and the fullness of God. And I want to just point that out just with a little, by way of a little bit more backstory, just to add on to your awesomeness that you already laid out, Nicole. Um, I really think right out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And the heart is a wellspring of life and everything we do flows from it, right? So if you think about God himself flooding us with his love, yeah. With his care, our thoughts being renewed, like right, like I write in the book, take every thought captive, like our whole being flooded with that. Guess what happens to our heart? Everything is changed and we're then flooded and filled with God himself and the very truth and life we as a living testimony get to pour out Jesus. And I think it just connects to those other verses very powerfully. And I just wanted to, to note that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So good. Okay. So next we asked, what does it mean? And what we're really trying to get at as good students of the word is that we want to ask, what's the principle? And there's usually many principles in a passage, but what's the principle here for us today that was as true when it was first written as it is for us today? And we find that principle first, then we can apply it to our circumstances and our situation. Like I know, Kelly, you've mentioned that you have little ones at home. You want to apply this to your parenting. You want to apply these to the things of your day. But before we do that, we kind of land on what's the universal truth that we find within this passage. I'd love for you to just share what do you think are some of those principles? Because I know that you've written about this, particularly yep. when it comes to this, you know, sort of knowledge of God. When it comes down to our thoughts and taking thoughts captive, which is what the book is about, this verse right here, Ephesians three seventeen, may you be rooted deep in love and founded securely in love, right? If my kids know their love, Nicole, they cannot be shaken by the words kids speak to them at school. Like if they know that they are loved and accepted for who they are, then when people come and speak mean things or the world throws them a curveball or people assault their faith, they're like, this is not unrooting me because I'm deeply rooted in love. And I love that because it still hurts us. Right. And I think that's important. Like we can still be hurt and not unrooted. We can still have trouble and not lose our footing. And like I think that's a very important distinction. Yeah. So that people understand, hey, just because you're like just because you're moving toward 
the Lord and growing in trust and in love of God does not mean, in fact, it probably means you're going to face more suffering. Yeah. But what does it mean to actually stay rooted and not get thrown over, you know, by that? And I love that that idea that no matter what trouble we face, we can stay rooted in Christ. Absolutely. And I just wanted to, by way of just vulnerability for a second, I wanted to share a story about me. And when I grew up, I think I was always looking for attention. You know, I felt a little bit like maybe not seen. And I remember one time I would just like lay on the ground. I would scream crying, just be like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Is anyone coming to see me? Like, is anyone coming to get me? You know? And then as I've grown up, I've realized I've even been in this time of more healing that the Lord's been bringing me through. And I'm like, do people see me? You know, do I matter? Am I, am am I going to be lifted up? Am I going to be noticed? And the Lord spoke to me. He reminded me of a song that my dad used to sing to me. And it was the M-I-C, Mickey Mouse song, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. And there's this one part. And as my dad sang, it was a little bit different than the original song. He would sing, why? Because I love you. M-O-U-S-E. And I just realized it was like, when the Lord brought that song back to me, it was a real reinforcement, this experiential knowledge that I'm talking about here, where there's the gnosko knowing suddenly this verse came alive to me and he said, Kelly, I will give you everything, but it's not because man is giving it to you. It's why? Because I love you. Because I love you. And like you said, Nicole, it's not that everything's going to go perfectly. It's not that he won't let me go through trial and tribulation because the word says that that's going to be the case, but he will take care of me. Why? Because he loves me. And suddenly when I have that truth undergirding everything, the roots are there, Nicole. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be okay. Why? Because he just loves me. And I'm not looking for man's affection and attention and promotion and devotion. I'm already have it all in his love. And so that's yeah. a real life application of the word made manifest. I love that. Well, and I love that too, because Kelly, and I think this is great for our listeners. I wish we could all have a conversation. We could all talk about you know, each one of us, we could hear every single person's story about the way that they know God. But in your story, when we kind of go to application, like, what does this mean for me? How do I apply it to my life? What I love about your story is that God used a memory and an experience that came to your mind, and it was undergirded by the word. And I think that's really important. People often ask me, how can I hear from God? How do I know God's speaking to me? I'm like, well, do you know what his voice sounds like? The way that you know what God's voice sounds like is by knowing his word. And if you know his word, then you can have these experiences where the spirit brings a story, an experience to your mind, right? Because the experience you share with your dad is a powerful, palpable feeling experience. And he undergirds it with his word so that you can know that it's trustworthy. God will not go against his word. We all know that. So if you hear God tell you to do something that's out of accord with his word, it's not God. But if you hear or experience knowing God, through a story, through a moment, through a relationship that's undergirded by his word, then you can walk in faith that that is God rooting you. And for me, that's what I'm taking away just from your story today is remembering this is why we spend time in the word so that the Holy Spirit can bring it to life in our heart so that in the moment, right, where we're anxious, where we're striving, where we're insecure, we usually are not like, oh, gosh, let me like consult my study Bible. You know, we need to have God's word in our heart so that when we're in those moments, God can use it through the spirit to encourage us to move us forward. And I'm sure 
that's happened to you over and over again. I mean, probably today. So, <laughs> Nicole, you say that so well. That is it. And and listen, this is okay. I'm going to get really excited here. Okay, just bear with me because I'm in. <laughs> you've been you've been excited this whole time, which I yeah, love. This is just how I am. I love a lady's loves the Bible. Love it. I've decided I'm not going to be anyone other than myself, Nicole. I am intense, I and it. I'm finally oh receiving gosh. it. Jesus was intense too. So freedom to all of you. Somebody needed to hear that today. <laughs> Somebody needed to hear that today. It's okay to be intense. Yeah. <laughs> I may. But listen, this is where when you have the word in your heart and in your mind, and it's like literally dwelling in you and you're meditating it. I'm just reinforcing what Nicole has already said, because I'm just like, whoa, this is so good. Yeah. Your world opens up and suddenly the word is walking around you. He is encountering you through silly things. Like you wake up and you see your coffee and there's steam on him. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm a, he reminds you, oh, I'm a fragrant aroma to the glory of God. Yeah. You know, it's like everywhere he's speaking. And so this is good. available to all of us. His word is alive. It's breathing. It's active. It's cutting. It's dividing soul and marrow. And it's, it's discerning our heart. And it doesn't just happen the seconds that we're here in this book in one right. hour in the morning time. It's ever working if we just open our eyes and our hearts up to see it. But what you said, Nicole, I just reinforce, like God is not going to go against his word. And sometimes, and I'm, I know, Nicole, you probably have the same thing, but people come and they'll be like, I feel like I'm supposed to do something and they're telling you it's against the word. And you're like, eh, let's just back it up here. We really need to pray on this, yeah, you know? Exactly. And, and God will confirm over and over again, right, in those things. And we can have a whole different episode on discerning the voice of God. But for today, as we wrap up for today, I just would love you, Kelly, to just give you a moment. I, I'm thinking about how passionate you are about the word, the way that you devoted your life to the work. Can you Do you have a word of encouragement just for the person out there right now who's feeling confused, who, who feels like maybe God doesn't see them? What do you want to say to them as we wrap up our time together? My friend, I understand, first of all, as that little girl who laid down on that hill and just cried out like, does anybody see me? Do you know me? And I just want to speak to you today, my dear friend, that Jesus knows your name. God knows your every thought. He hears your every prayer. He knows everything you're going through. He has all your tears stored up in a bottle. He has not forsaken you. He has not forgotten you. He hears you and he knows and will complete the good work he has begun in and he is working through you. So do not give up because it might look like the day where Jesus was hanging on the cross and it seemed like he was getting shamed. But I just remind you on the third day, on the third day, resurrection life power came and Jesus looked entirely different when now after the third day, he's reigning in heaven. He's ruling from on high. So don't be discouraged if you're on day two, because day three is coming. And I say, don't don't give up your hope. Don't give up your faith. Don't give up your walk. Don't lose confidence. Be strong in the Lord. Take every thought captive. Fill your mind with the word of God. For those who trust in the Lord will not be put to shame. And I bless you today in Jesus's name. Amen. Amen. You guys, if you didn't catch that, most of what Kelly said, she's quoting other places in scripture. So this is what God does in us. He gives us this power through the spirit to be able to encourage and bless others. And Kelly, you absolutely 
have done that for us today. Thank you for giving us the gift of your knowledge and your word, and most, most importantly, your absolute passion and love for God as expressed through his word. Just such a delight. Thank you so much, guys. The book is Every Thought Captive. You're going to want to pick it up. It's going to encourage you. Super practical, super accessible. It's great for everybody that you know. So grab like 10 copies so that you can keep them in your car. That's my favorite thing to do. I love to keep a book in my car and just be like, Lord, who needs a book today? And and give that out. So you guys, you can, we'll, we'll link in the show notes to all of Kelly's stuff. Thank you again, Kelly, for being with us and how to study the Bible. And may God bless you and keep you today. Thank you, Nicole. Such a joy to be together. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.